we have wine on our mind for the GeoQuiz today. Cheap wine, fine wine, white or red, it doesn't matter. The question we're asking is, what's the fastest growing wine-producing region in the world? It's a country with over a billion potential wine drinkers. The upper classes have had strong interest in wine, bidding up expensive bottles of wine at auction in Europe and even bidding up the price of vineyards. And as that uh, interest in wine filters down to the middle class, there's a potential explosion in, in demand globally. Okay, don't think too hard on this one because time is fleeting. This is The World on PRI. When you hear about climate change, it's usually about melting glaciers, superstorms, polar bears, or predictions of warming oceans. Well, here's a new twist. A new scientific study looks at the impacts of climate change on wine. Some big global changes are going to be taking place. Lee Hanna is an ecologist at Conservation International. The traditional Mediterranean climate wine growing regions, pretty much all of them would lose close to 50 percent or over 50 percent in Europe. The loss of suitable areas closer to 80 percent. And this doesn't mean that wine can't be grown there, but it means that it's going to have to be grown in a very different way than it's currently grown if it's to persist. And then the new areas that are opening up most notably would be in the Yellowstone to Yukon region, which is an effort by conservation groups and government agencies to link wildlife habitat from Yellowstone National Park clear up to the Yukon. And if you have a land use such as vineyards that go in and interrupt that, it can create serious problems for wildlife. Uh, the question we asked in our GeoQuiz today was, which is the fastest growing wine producing region in the world? And how does that region figure into your assessment of the future of wines? The answer to that question is China is the world's fastest growing wine producing country. And there's some good suitability for wine grape growing in China in the central mountains that happen to be habitat for giant pandas as well. So um, one of the issues with China is that it probably won't have enough wine growing area to supply its domestic demand. So it may become a big importer. But also what's going to happen in this region where wine suitability is high and it's panda habitat. How do you see that playing out? You've got this sensitive biodiversity habitat and you've got China's upper classes growing and uh, wanting more wine. So the upper classes have had strong interest in wine bidding up expensive bottles of wine at auction in Europe and even bidding up the price of vineyards. And as that uh, interest in wine filters down to the middle class in China, there's a potential explosion in, in demand. could drive imports from Australia and Europe and even the U.S. And that's really the wild card here in all this global rearrangement of wine suitability. Can you just map out for us, I mean, because of climate change, things are uh, shifting for these wine-producing regions, but w what actually is the science that, that's uh, taking place here? It's primarily a response to temperature. Wine grapes are very sensitive to temperature. That's why vineyards are very in touch with terroir and climate because of that sensitivity to temperature. So as the planet warms due to human-induced climate change, we're, we're going to see that regions can't grow the varieties of grapes they currently grow. And eventually, even as early as the middle of the century, may lose suitability for all varieties of wine grapes. So China getting more accustomed to the idea of growing grapes and making wine. Does that also mean for all our listeners who love French and Italian wines that those countries are actually on a downslide? The types of grapes that are grown in particular regions will probably change in Europe and vineyards will have to adapt. They're going to have to change their trellising practices and possibly even institute irrigation. And that leads to concern for pressure on freshwater systems. 
Another option is actually to grow grapes in Northern Europe and import them to the places where the, the vintners are. I mean, won't that defeat, you know, the whole idea of terroir? I mean, people buy these French wines because they grow on a particular slope on a, in a certain village. I mean, it, it would ruin everything, wouldn't it? Well, they can still get that terroir, but they might have to get it in a different variety than is currently grown there. And then in the longer term, there may be, have to be changes in the way wine grapes are grown in Europe and irrigation you know, may have to be considered in some areas. I just have a hard time getting my head around the notion that one day I might be buying a Chianti from Montana. It's hard. To, it was shocking to us when we first saw some of these results. But, you know, sure enough, there's wine being grown in the Okanagan Valley, the British Columbia, not too far from there. When we saw wine suitability in Tasmania, it seemed like science fiction to us. But in fact, Tasmania is a, an area of rapidly growing vineyard introduction. Lee Hanna, an ecologist at Conservation International. Good to speak with you. Thank you. Thanks so much.